0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Uh, So this is our little summary of the race weekend of the um, Formula One 70th anniversary Grand Prix, which was also at Silverstone. Um, I didn't do the uh, qualifying summary in the end. Well, actually, I did do it, but my internet went down again yesterday, so I couldn't actually upload it. So I just thought, bugger it, I'll just do a big all-in-one summary of the weekend in one episode because we are back up and running with the internet. Telstra's had a bad run of things recently, so they got hacked last week and yesterday. Everything just went down in my area. So anyway, never mind. So pretty good weekend overall. Good race. Good qualifying as well, actually. We had um pretty decent um, job by Bottas to Pip Hamilton to, uh, to pole. So um, considering the... Uh, The difference last weekend in performance that Hamilton had Bottas by about three tenths of a second and then for Bottas to pit Hamilton by about a tenth of a second. I thought that was pretty impressive from him that he came back really well Um, in the week. He's been confirmed as re-signed for Mercedes for another year. So that's really good for him. So congrats to Bottas. Um, we've got Nico Hülkenberg who um, is back for this weekend as well in replacement for Sergio Perez while he gets over his uh, COVID um, positive test. So he's doing well apparently, but he was still not clear of the virus. So we'd assume he'll be okay by next weekend, but I think he has to return another... Negative. We have to return two negative results, I believe, to be considered. So, um, hopefully, he's okay with that. But Hulkenberg's doing a really good job. He he actually qualified P three, um, incredibly. So, and you know, he, he was you know drinking coffee, eating a pastry last weekend just before the race that weekend, and he's he's here again this weekend and doing a really good job and actually outperforming Lance Stroll. So, uh, well done to him. He's doing a great job. Um, notable stuff from qualifying, Seb Vettel's really struggling with that car, I mean, Leclerc only put it on 8th, but Vettel's 12th, so yeah, he's really struggling with that, um, they seem to be, him and Ferrari seem to be going through a bitter, bitter breakup at the moment, he's lost faith in the team, in the car, in his own ability, like it's it's really awful, and, um, I think, I think I don't know if I said it, but I, I really do think him going to a new team, which hopefully he does, um, is really going to help him and actually get him back to where he should be. Because he's still, he's like a year younger than Hamilton, you know. So it's, yeah, hopefully he can figure it out. Um, really stellar job by George Russell again, um, in that Williams really putting that car, um, you know, well above where it probably should be so he's doing a great job and actually Leclerc is doing the same in that Ferrari because I think it's not the best car to drive although it sounds like they're figuring out what's going on with the car and actually managing to get it into a spot where the drivers can be confident in it well with Leclerc at least but not quite so for Vettel um, Another standouts for Pierre Gasly for Alpha Tauri Honda he's doing a great job Um, really, really good job. And actually, Alex Albon's struggling again in that Red Bull. So, uh, yeah, it sounds, I mean, it seems like they're getting it into a better place for him, but he's still struggling. So um, he's still getting the good race results, though. So I kind of feel like people need to get off his back a bit. So, I don't know, he'll get there, he'll get there. But Verstappen only put it on P4 as well. So, you know, the Red Bull are looking pretty good. So if we come to the race, um, let's just go to the race results. It was a really good race. It was um, Pirelli went one tire softer this week, so it was going to mean everyone was going to have to do minimum two-stop um, race. Although actually, some some drivers managed to one-stop, so uh, which was pretty impressive. So well done to those guys who did. But let's take you through the results and we'll go from there. Uh, so Max Verstappen won. Well done to Max. P1, really, really, really good drive from him. Uh, P2 was Lewis Hamilton, P3 Bottas, P4 Charles Leclerc, really excellent result for him, really incredible drive, P5 was Alex Albon, another really good drive from him, again if he qualified higher he probably would have got a P2, such was the pace of the Red Bull and the issues that Ferrari kind of had, they were pretty good actually but uh, the issues Mercedes had specifically with the tyres so we'll come back to that. P6, Lance Stroll. P7, Nico Hülkenberg. You know, good, solid result for a racing point. Clawing back some of those points they've lost, um, which we'll get to that as well. Espen Alcon for Renault was P8. Norris, P9 for Rene, McLaren. Not a great week for McLaren, for some reason. But anyway, never any mind. Um, Daniel Kvyat, P10. Pierre Gasly, P11. Um, Vettel, P12. So he really struggled. Um, had a spin at the start. Which kind of was his fault, but he was trying to avoid something, and then just put his wheel on the curb, and it spun up. And but I don't know, it was a bit odd what happened there. Uh, Carlos signed P thirteen, Ricardo fourteenth. He didn't have a good race. Yeah, it went a bit wrong from this race. But anyway, no mind. Uh, Rykenham fifteenth, which was actually a pretty good result for result for Alpha Romeo at the moment. Uh, Grosjean P sixteen. Uh, Giovannazzi seventeen, George Russell eighteen, Nicholas de 19. nineteenth, and Kevin Magnusson was the only driver to not finish, who went out on lap forty three with some engine problems, I believe. So, um, and then Hamilton got the fastest lap, so he got the fa- he got the bonus point. So, yeah, well done to him. Um, yeah, I mean. If you weren't keeping track of what's going on in Formula One, there's all this stuff going on with Racing Point and all these other teams. Renault have been complaining every week about specifically the brake ducts for some reason. They're just focusing on those. Um, apparently, there was some whistleblower from Racing Point that has gone to Renault and um, they've, yes, yeah, so they've been lodging all these complaints about the brake ducts. And essentially, the FIA concluded that they didn't do anything wrong. Then it went to the stewards who then make a decision based on sporting regulations, whereas the FIA, it's all technical regulations. So according to the FIA, they've done nothing wrong, but then according to the stewards, they have done something wrong. So there's a rule in place that says um, teams were allowed to buy certain parts from other teams. So this included in 2019 and 18, this, this was allowed to happen for brake ducts, which is what they did. And they got them from Mercedes and got, and then from the following year, they had to design their own. So they took obviously what they knew from the brake ducts that they had from Mercedes and then developed them from there, which apparently there's drawings and, you know, all the CAD stuff and all this kind of thing. So, but, Renault is saying it's not allowed. It's really complicated, apparently because they ran the front brakes last year, but not the rear brakes. Then them running the rear brakes, which were based on Mercedes designs from the year before, it's not allowed. It's very complicated, and they, they, everyone's just up in a stink because Racing Point has supposedly copied Mercedes' car, and um, which there's not really anything in the rules that says they can't do that. So it's... It's a tricky situation, but and, and actually the stewards have come out and said that Racing Point are in breach of the sporting regulation. They've docked them 15 points, they've given them a $400,000 fine and all this kind of shit, Um, but they're still allowed to run the car as it is. So it's all very confusing. The other teams that are complaining are like, well, shouldn't they not be allowed to run their car as it is? And Racing Point have questioned it, saying... We don't think we've done anything wrong. So everyone's appealed. So Some people have appealed the, the I don't know, the severity of the um, punishment. And they think it should be more. And then Racing Point have appealed the decision as a whole and saying they've not done nothing wrong. So there's a potential that it's going to go to actual, a proper tribunal with lawyers and all sorts of stuff. So it's very confusing, but pretty much racing point would come out and said, Look, we will give everyone everything in terms of all the information. We've done nothing wrong. It's all well within the rules and here you go. Um and they, they actually always want it to go to a tribunal because they know though it's apparently they're like ninety nine percent likely to be um to get off and, you know, for it to be deemed that they've done nothing wrong. So yeah. It's, it's a tricky one for them. Um, so I don't know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that? But it's very complicated and I don't fully really understand it, so I won't natter on too much more about that. So um, in terms of the race, so yeah, obviously um, we had Bottas on pole, Hamilton behind, but they had qualified on the medium tyre, which was last week's soft tyre, and they had tyre issues straight away. Now the only driver in the top 10 to actually manage to qualify on the hard tyre, which was Max Verstappen, which was obviously last week's medium tyre. So he started on that tyre, which was a much, much better tyre, and so it put him in a really good position. And the Mercedes drivers, within about five laps, were just super struggling with the tyres going off and blistering, and that's where the surface of the tyre like basically boils, and you start to get these deformities on the tyre, which affect grip and all kinds of stuff. So it can lead to damage to the tyre, but... It, they kind of realised, well at the end once they have looked at the tyres it was more a superficial blistering which really affected grip more than um, degradation of the tyre in a sense of it failing, so um, yeah it was tricky for Mercedes and when, when when it's hot which it was yesterday the Mercedes underperforms a bit so I think because they just generate so much downforce that the higher temperatures just Take more out the tires, whereas with someone like Red Bull or Ferrari, they um, and Racing Point, they're obviously generating less downforce, so it was they're a bit kinder on their tires. So it's a difficult one for Mercedes when it's hot. And next weekend we're in Barcelona, and Europe's in the middle of a big heat wave. So you know the next few races for Mercedes could be challenging. But there is also this thing where they went with a slightly softer tire than they would normally have done which made things more difficult for Mercedes as well. So that's probably not going to happen quite as much in future races because, you know, tyres have been deemed and, you know, decided upon beforehand. So who knows what's going to happen. But, um yeah. I don't know. It was an interesting one. So Mercedes having massive issues with the tires. Max was just cruising along doing his thing, and then Mercedes ended up having to pit quite early onto the hard tire, and then they did a two-stop on both on hard tires. Um, But and even on the hard tire, they had massive issues with blistering and all kinds of stuff, and they were going off super quickly. So yeah, it was um, a challenging day for Mercedes. And in the end, actually, Verstappen, they just pitted him. They did some really good stuff with strategy They put them onto the medium tyre just to get that out of the way. Um, oh, no, they already had the medium tyre. So they did another set of medium tyres and or hard tyres and then they went to the medium or something like that. And they just basically dictated everything and they eventually basically got a whole pit stop on Mercedes because of the issues Mercedes were having with their tyres. So in the end, um, when Verstappen and Bottas pitted out the same time for their last stop... Um, they uh there was nothing they could do really. So it was um yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um so yeah, it was a good race. And Verstappen, I mean, he drove incredibly well. I mean, the car probably shouldn't have had the pace that it did. Um but actually to be honest, you know, Albon, he had a big issues and he pitted really early and all kinds of stuff. And he actually came from last on the grid up from about lap six or seven. He was in last and he got up to fifth. So, I mean, he drove really great. So he has to be commended as well. And he did three passes around Stowe, which is like a, almost like a 90 degree right hand turn. But it's basically flat out, such as the downforce on these cars. And he went round three people on the outside, on three legitimate passes. Um, so, and that is difficult on that corner. That is very, very difficult. So well done to Alex for that performance and I think he he deserves the credit because he's he's getting a lot of shit and it's weird because he's had some really good results so I don't know I mean they've not been as good as Max but you know he's still young in the team and I just yeah I mean Red Bull are backing him which is really great to see because they've been a bit harsh on some of their drivers in previous years very recently as well and maybe they've realized that's not quite the way to go and I think in Alex they see someone who's got a lot of potential and I think for him it's very much in his mind And I think they need to help him with that, which it seems like they are doing. So that car is going to come to him. And, you know, I think the next four or five races for Red Bull are going to be very strong because of the heat in Europe at the moment and the the nature of the tracks they're going to be going to. Um, Ferrari seem to have settled things down um, with their performance in their car, especially for Leclerc. Vettel's still struggling, but... So it seems like they figured stuff out a bit, so maybe in the next race we'll see how things are with them. So, um, and uh, what else happened in the race? I think I didn't really finish off the race summary properly, but essentially Hamilton managed to stay out a lot longer in his in his second stint. So before his second stop, and they actually pitted Bottas first, looked at the tires, realised that all the blistering they were having was quite superficial. So they left Hamilton out a lot longer, and then he came in. And then he had about six or seven seconds to Bottas to make up. Verstappen had leaped out into the lead by then, so he wasn't going to catch him. But he didn't have far to actually catch up to Bottas. And Bottas was on tyres that were probably about 10 laps older. So he um, he caught up with Bottas, no problem, got round him, got the P2 and, you know, drove that well. Um, but it was very challenging for both of them. And I think Bottas was a bit disappointed that I think he felt the communication wasn't great, that, could have pushed a bit more on his second stint of tyres but didn't and then by that time you know the race had progressed around him and he kind of missed out and he kind of was blaming his team but you do have to sometimes take, take things into your own hands and there was a particular moment with Verstappen when he was P3 in their first stint His mechanics, or his main head mechanic, was telling him to back off a bit because he was getting too close to the Mercedes and he was worried that his tyres would um, start to degrade and blister and all that sort of stuff. And Max just came back on the radio and went, nah. I've not been this close to Mercedes all year. I'm not going to drive around like a granny and he just went for it. <laughs> and, um and just put pressure on him and that's really how he got the win I think. So um and then in the after that they were just told Max just to basically push all the time because such was the pace of the car and how little it was degrading the tires. So um yeah, so sometimes you have to just take things into your own hands and you know Hamilton would do that as well. Whereas Bottas, I don't know, he needs to take a step beyond where he is in terms of, um, not that he's got too much trust in the team, but maybe he needs to make his own call sometimes. Because in this instance, he could probably have got a second place if he'd dri- driven a bit more aggressively. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's it's a tricky one. Like, again, like Hamilton just did enough to get those extra four points on Bottas, and you know, so he's extended his lead even more. And actually, now with Verstappen's um, first place, he's actually overtaken Bottas in P2 in the in the championship race. So, hang on, let's just go to the drivers' points. Yeah, so Hamilton leads with 107, so a 30 point lead to Verstappen now on 77, and Bottas on um, 73. Um, Leclerc, 45 excuse me, Leclerc 45 points, Norris 38 points, Albon 36, Um, Stroll 28, Perez 22, Ricardo 20, Ocon 16, Sainz 15, Gasly 12, Vettel 10, Hülkenberg 6 from two races. Well, actually from one race because he didn't even race in the last one because his car wouldn't start. But, um, yeah, so that's good. But, yeah... um, so, considering how dominant the Mercedes has been, the fact that Verstappen has got a P two, is P two in the championship is pretty incredible, really. So, and it also shows that Mercedes cannot get complacent this year because one bad result from Hamilton and a good result from Verstappen, he's well, he's right in the championship race. So, it's um, I think Leclerc obviously isn't, but Verstappen has a serious chance this year if Mercedes continue to have issues in hot weather. Of which there's going to be a lot of it. I mean, I guess that it's staying in Europe for pretty much the rest of the season. I'd say, obviously the temperatures are going to drop, which is going to help Mercedes. But it also brings a higher chance of rain as well. Because, you know, it's starting to, it will head into autumn and we'll still be racing in Europe. So it's not as straightforward as a lot of people are thinking, I reckon. So, um, Mercedes cannot get complacent and and I think Hamilton's, you know, he knows that Mercedes know that. So, um, and actually Toto Wolff came out and said at the end that it's races like this where they, they come out, they come back stronger. They learn more from a race like this of areas where they could have done better. And so they'll come back next week and be stronger for sure. Um, it would just give them that more motivation to, you know, and they're never really that complacent as a team. But this is this sort of stuff just drives them even more. So the other teams have to be ready to react to that. Um, Red Bull especially, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Going to be very interesting. Um, Barcelona next week is going to be um, with the heat. I think Red Bull have a serious chance, and I really hope Albon can figure things out and get up there with Verstappen because Red Bull could get some serious haul of points next weekend. So, um, But it seems like Albon's confidence is gained, is growing. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, yeah, it was a good race. I enjoyed it. It got quite exciting. Like, you know, Verstappen was just doing his thing and, you know. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he really made that race as exciting as it, I, I don't know. It was great. It was great. So, yeah, well worth a watch if you haven't watched the highlights. I've probably waffled enough. Um, I could probably waffle more. But like I said, th- there's there's stuff going on with um, uh, Racing Point and stuff, which you could look into if you want to read about that. It's quite complicated what's going on. But um, Racing Point are just strongly denying they've done anything wrong. Mercedes is saying they've done nothing wrong. So, um, And I don't know that they all want it to go to a... Into arbitration with lawyers and stuff because, to be fair, Lawrence Stroll has got more money than most of the teams put together, just his personal wealth is more than what most of the teams have. So, he, he's he got a load of lawyers that could just, you know, take everyone else to the cleaners. So, I'm not sure they want to get involved in that. So, hopefully, they can come up with a a uh, amicable compromise, I guess. Um, so, but yeah, Racing Point have been completely open and saying, look. Look at all this stuff. I mean, I guess they don't want to give away all their bloody, um, you know, technical information because it's just going to – all the other teams are going to see it and give them ideas and I don't know. So it's not great. It just seems like the other teams are just pissed off that Racing Point are suddenly performing really well um, more than they are. And it's – yeah, it's interesting. So, um, you know, when a team starts doing well, they just have to be picked apart by other teams who aren't doing as well. So, um, yeah, anyway. We'll see what happens with that. But well done to Max Verstappen. He really made that race what it was. It was very entertaining. Hats off to Lewis for getting that second because that wasn't looking likely. Bottas, shame for him. He was disappointed. Sounds like he's got some talking to do with the team about strategy. Um... Really well done for Charles Leclerc. If it wasn't for Verstappen's performance, you'd probably give the driver of the day to Leclerc because he, he really drove that car really well and actually one stop that car. So, um, yeah, he did a really great job. Um, and, yeah, well done to Racing Point because they've had a very difficult week and to get a, a good haul of points, they've done well. They've pretty much clawed back the points that they lost by the uh, that they got taken away by the um, stewards, which they might get back at this rate so we'll see we'll see so anyway there we go cheers everyone there's my little summary sorry we didn't get the qualifying one up but I mean I could still put it up because I recorded it before I knew my internet wasn't working so but I don't know There's not much point now. So we'll just do this one. So there we go. We'll be back next weekend. We might have Dave joining us on that one um, to chat Formula One summary. Um, We might do a little preview before the race because it seems like lots of stuff's going to happen in the next week. Within Formula One, you know, there could be announcements for Vettel going to Racing Point, which is soon to be Aston Martin. We could even see Vettel leave Ferrari before the season's finished. Who knows? It could happen. They're not doing well together at the moment it's not it's not good so yeah we'll see um and obviously there might be more happen with the racing point thing so yeah keep your eyes peeled for that if you're interested in what's going on with that there'll be lots of stuff on the news about all that stuff so um and uh, yeah cheers everyone and we'll be back soon cheers